Okay, now put your hands together for Jesus. Come on. The Bible said, oh, clap your hands, all your people. Shout with the voice of triumph. I don't hear a shout being lifted up. Come on, don't patty cake. Clap a little bit harder for Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. Do y'all understand that when he said, clap your hands, all your people, and shout with the voice of triumph, that that is a sound of victory? It just reminds hell that you've been defeated. It reminds the enemy that you've been stripped of your authority and your power over the believer. How many believers do we have here this afternoon? Amen. The enemy's power and authority over you has been stripped. Can you turn that down just a little bit, please? Just turn it down just a little bit, please. Amen. I'm telling you, we're experiencing heaven on earth. That's what's happening right now. Eternity has invaded time. And anytime God steps into a room, He steps into an atmosphere, He sets Himself down to speak something to us. During worship this morning, and I know that uh, prophetic words have already gone forth, but during worship, standing over there this morning, here's what I heard the Lord speak to me as He began to move in the atmosphere. He said, tell my people, this is by invitation only. Y'all understand that, don't you? He don't force us to go anywhere we don't want to go. If you're sitting beside of somebody that don't want to go anywhere in God right now, excuse me, I got to move. I got to get hooked up with somebody that wants to go somewhere in God, somewhere that they've never been. And here's what I heard him say. He said, tell them I'm giving them the invitation today to come walk with me. To come walk with me. In the realm of the Spirit, he said to where I will give them third heaven revelation. Hallelujah. And I'll show them what I see them doing in the earth. And they'll hear me say what I'm telling them to say in the earth. And I will show them that I have been systematically and methodically hear the word of the Lord dismantling the demonic structures that the enemy has set up in the earth realm. The reason that the Lord says that that they're coming down is because when Jesus said it is finished he didn't say I am finished if he had said I am finished that would have meant he went to to war with the forces of darkness and the forces of darkness would have prevailed but that's not the truth he said my kingdom assignment on the earth has been complete I've shed my blood I've paid the price for the remission of sin and I've made an open show of the enemy, and I've disarmed the forces of darkness. Somebody didn't hear me. He said, I have totally stripped the enemy of his authority in the life of a believer. Now what God is calling us to do 
is to manifest in the earth realm what He did over 2,000 years ago. Amen? We're interacting with heaven right now, I'm telling you. Suramanda Reshekela Bakoko Rabaha Nando Lomando Katelele Meyeseke Kohoba Naha Haha Nehehe Ne Etabo Batanda Nelele Kako Robando No Nelele Bokoho Rabatata Netele Yamando Ramahai Again I say unto you my sons and my daughters, it's by invitation only. I have come in your midst because your praise and your worship has ascended up before my throne. And I have inhaled the aroma of your worship. And it's a sweet smelling savor in my nostrils. And I'm releasing my breath upon you even now, says your God. Breath that will resuscitate my breath that will infuse. My breath that will refresh. My breath that will raise you up to third level revelation. If you'll take me at my word. For I long to walk with you. I long to talk with you. I long to show you. Not just things that's happening in the present. But things that are to come. And the things that are to come. is not that the enemy will defeat my plan. Concerning you and even concerning my church. And even this nation and the nations of the earth but I will show you and I will seal it in your heart that I am a victorious God and you are victorious sons and daughters and I have called you to the kingdom for such a time as this to manifest my power, my authority and my dominion in the earth realm says your God have I found any takers I say have I found any takers Come up, 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 up. Come up, 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 up. God says, come up, 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 and away. I'll move you away from the distractions. I'll move you away from the hindrance. I'll move you away from the struggles. It's trying to keep you earthbound. And it's your faith. And what I'm telling you now that'll make this your present day reality. For I see things different than you do. I hear things different than you do. But as you come up, up, up and away with me, you will see as I see. You will hear as I hear. And you will walk out in the earth. And great will be my kingdom in the earth as I establish heaven's will in the earth. No power of darkness can ever overthrow it. For I have, over, I have already overthrown the works of darkness. So be at peace. Be at rest. Stay in the flow of my kingdom. Stay in righteousness and peace and joy. 
stay in the flow of what I'm doing. For I tell you, even this day, up, 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 higher, higher, higher into a dimension of my spirit that only those who obey the call are privy to walk out, says your God. Come on, somebody. Give God some praise. Hallelujah. Oh, come on. We can do better than that. Come on. Hallelujah. 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 To you, O oh God. To you, O oh God. To you, O oh God. Well, the weight of His glory is here. The weight of His glory is here. Hallelujah. It's amazing what will happen if we'll just participate with God. If we'll just participate with heaven. One thing that the Lord is really re-educating His people on, I believe is that any and everything that God does is just a matter of faith. Tell your neighbor it's a matter of faith. Tell somebody it's a matter of faith. Because God moves where faith is involved. There's faith in this atmosphere. And Jesus said, when I come to the earth, what's He looking for? <laughs> he said, I'm looking for somebody who will take me at my word and is convinced and persuaded that I can do what I say I can do. They can have what, they, what I say they can have. They can do what I say they can do. He said, I have to see, when I come, I have to find faith. God gets involved with faith. Y'all, in, involved means this. It means to engage as a participant. God don't want you to be a spectator here today. He wants you to be a participator. Hello, Walls. I said God wants us to participate and not just be a spectator. It means to oblige or to take part. You only get out of what you put in. If you put nothing in, you get nothing out. But if you put something in, you'll get something out. Amen? It means making someone interested in taking part in something. <laughs> Y'all would not be here this afternoon if you weren't interested in what heaven's doing in the earth. You didn't come to hear me. You come to hear God. Come on, you didn't come to, we didn't come to see each other. We come to see the Lord. To hear what God has to say. What's on heaven's agenda. And all we have to do is just poise and position ourselves through worship and through faith to hear what God is saying. The woman of God said it a little bit earlier. It's all about just being obedient to the call of God. So I'm telling you, God wants us to participate and get involved. He wants us to stay, get engaged and stay engaged. Amen? 
When we engage, and that word engage reiterates what I just said about being involved. It means to participate and become involved with the Lord by faith. I love that. When we, when we move with God by His Word and by His Spirit, we just, we just enter into the flow and the move of God. The only place I want to go this afternoon, Pastor Judy, is where God wants to take us. Pastor Joe, the only place I want to go today is where the Holy Ghost wants to take us. The only thing I want to hear today is what the Holy Ghost wants to say to us. Amen? And so, and so when we engage, we get involved with what God wants. And I'm telling you, there is a flow of the Holy Ghost happening right now that far exceeds this natural realm that's taken us up to the third heaven even as I speak and opening eyes and opening ears and giving us a heart of understanding of really how God sees things and what God's saying about current events. Aren't you glad that our God is contemporary? Yes. Now don't tell a lot of people that in the church because they'll get upset. But, but we serve a contemporary God. By that I mean that God will always, you turn that down just a little bit, God, God will always give us a word in season. Will He not? He'll always give us a tailor-made word and it's always in season. What you believe is determined by who you listen to. If you listen to the news, if you listen to naysayers, if you listen to skeptics, if you listen to people who walk in fear, doubt, unbelief, they're the influencers in your life. But if you'll listen to God, if you'll listen to the Holy Ghost, you get around faith-filled people who believe the Word of God's walking in the Word of God, they'll influence you. And instead of the will of the enemy being manifested in our life, the will of heaven will be manifested in our life. It all depends on who we listen to. When, when, when John got the revelation of the Christ in Revelations, when he gave the message to the seven different churches in Asia Minor, at the end of every message, what did he say? Let he that hath it, let him hear what the Spirit is speaking to. Say, I am the church. Jesus said, every word that I speak, He said, the words I speak are spirit and they are... In other words, Jesus is saying, you can't hear my message and understand what I'm saying except you hear it with the ear of the Spirit. Amen. You can't hear what I'm telling you right now with the ear of the natural and understand anything I'm saying. If you hear me after the natural, all you're going to get is a bunch of information. But if you hear what I'm saying with the ear of the Spirit, God will take that information, shoot it to another dimension called revelation, and then you'll be able to hear what God is saying by the Spirit. When God said, I'm giving you the invitation to walk with me, in a higher dimension, into third level revelation, that's not a suggestion. He is saying, I'm making that available to you right here, right now, today. But whether you experience that or not, it determines. 
It's determined by if you have faith in what God just said. But God's got some takers, don't He? I said God's got some takers. Jesus said this when He walked on the earth. He said, I only do what I see my Father doing. And I only speak what I hear. In other words, He was so engaged with heaven. He was so engaged with the Father that here's what the Father says, Son, here's what I see you doing in the earth. And the Father showed Him. Here's what I hear you saying in the earth. But he had to stay engaged, did he not? He was the God-man. He was as much man as he was God. You have to understand that, y'all. He had to grow up in a physical world just like we did, and he had to learn. Just because he was the Son of God don't mean he didn't have to learn. He had to learn this faith walk. He had to learn how to maintain a relationship with the Father and walk in obedience. Why? So he can relate to our experience. Aren't you glad we got a God that can relate to our experience? And so you mean to tell me that I can live in a place with God that through the eyes of God He can show me what He sees me walking out in the earth? Absolutely. You mean I can walk so close with God and be, be so engaged with heaven that I can hear what God is wanting me to say? Absolutely. Y'all, I'm telling you, that's where we're going to have to live now. I said, that's where we have to live now. It's an all-out war. But listen, the only fight we're called to fight. Now, some people try to be real deep and they want, to make, they want you, know, you to think that they're real deep because they're up here fighting the devil. You know, I've been fighting the devil all week. Well, that's your fault. The only thing we're called, the only fight we're called to fight. Fight the good fight. I have to fight to stay on this, to stay in this word. I have to fight to stand on this word. Why? Because the enemy tries to pull me out of the faith arena into this mental arena. If he can get in my head and pull me into a place to cause me to doubt what God is saying, then I won't see what's already being given to me. It's all out war against Christians today. I'm just telling you, everything we're seeing, it's a demonic plot against the body of Christ on the earth. The only thing that's standing in the enemy's way from taking over is the church of the living God. And a lot of them may be running around scared, but I refuse to be scared. I refuse to live in fear. God's not giving me the spirit of fear, but of love, power, and of a sound mind. The thing that the enemy fears is a fearless church. I said the thing that the enemy fears is a fearless church. A church who knows who they are in Christ. They know their authority. Come on, y'all. They, they, know, the, they know their God. And he said those who know their God will do what? Will do great exploits. God said you'll manifest in the earth realm how my kingdom looks up here. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So here's what Jesus said. If you've got your Bibles, turn with me to Luke 4, 18 and 19. And this is just my introduction, by the way. Is it okay if I just take my time? Luke chapter 4, 
Verse 16 said, And he came to Nazareth where he had been brought up, and as his custom was, he went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day and stood up for to read. And there was delivered unto him the book of the prophet Isaiah. And when he had opened the book, he found the place where it was written. The Spirit of the Lord, what? Is upon me because he hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He hath sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives, and recovering of sight to the blind, and to set at liberty them that are bruised, to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. Now this right here was a fulfillment of Old Testament prophecy found in Isaiah 61 and 1. Jesus said, now this is my assignment. In verse 18, he said, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he hath anointed me. Say, I have been anointed by God. When someone was anointed in the Bible, they would pour olive oil over their head to represent the flow or the empowering of the Holy Spirit. They would rub it on their head to present someone as divinely authorized, appointed by God to serve as a prophet, priest, or king. Y'all, we have been anointed by God, amen, given the authority by God, appointed to serve as prophets, priests, and kings on the earth. Right here, right now. He said, then he anointed me what? To preach. Now preach don't mean that you're loud, that you're demonstrative. I'm loud and I'm demonstrative, but that's not, that doesn't define preaching. That's just my style. Somebody can get up and just talk. Real calm, real quiet, not animated, and still preach. Come on, y'all, we got it twisted. Because unless they get up and jerk and jive and holler and scream, and ha, ha, they, they don't preach. That, that has nothing to do with being called to preach. That's a style. That's not even the anointing. Preach simply means to announce good news. A preacher is an announcer. All of us have been called to announce the good news of the kingdom. <laughs> Tell your neighbor you're an announcer. Say, oh, I'm not a preacher. I can't, get, I can't get up and stand behind the podium. That's not what I'm talking about. When you witness to your neighbor, you're, you're announcing the good news. And Jesus said, here's the good news I came to announce to humanity. First, here's what He said. He said, He's anointed me to preach the good news to announce to the poor. You don't have to be poor any longer. Come on, somebody. Now, poor in the Greek means to cower like a beggar. It means a deeply destitute, completely lacking resources, earthly wealth. It means destitute of wealth, influence, position, honor, lowly, afflicted. So he said, I am announcing good news to the poor. You don't have to live this way any longer. Listen, don't let religion tell you that it's a blessing to be poor. 
Don't let them tell you that, that, that it's, it's, you walk in humility if you, don't, if, if you live in lack. The devil is a lie. Everybody's worried about inflation. Everybody's worried about a recession. Is heaven concerned this morning? Is Jesus up there wringing his hand thinking, how in the world am I going to be able to supply the need of my sons and daughters in the earth because the United States is going through a recession? No, 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 no. Heaven never suffers a recession. Come on, heaven's not, heaven's not experiencing an inflation. Amen? So we can't use this as an excuse to be poor, stay poor, and stay broke. Come on, y'all. Come on, brother. Come on. I've tried both of them. When I was growing up, we were so poor we didn't even have garbage. Now that's poor. Now the poor folk called us poor. We had cardboard windows. I didn't know what glass windows were until I went to school. Now that's being poor. But I got older. I got saved. I got full of the Holy Ghost. I got full of the Word. Come on, y'all. I found out I don't have to live that way for the rest of my life. I found that my God shall supply all of my need according to His riches in Christ Jesus. Amen. God gives us power to get wealth and to get increased. Don't use it for just selfish means. But we have to seek first His kingdom. It's His kingdom first, people second, then us third. You want to stay out of covetousness? Put, put Jesus first in your area of finances. People second. And yourself third. That'll take care of that stuff. But Jesus said, I've come to announce the good news. You don't have to live that way the rest of your life. And I don't say this bragging on us. I say this bragging on God. We don't have no financial issues. I don't preach to get paid. I don't preach to get money. Because God supplies our need. We, we, we're not in debt. We, don't have, we were, but we're not now. We're debt free and God is teaching us how to live the abundant life. I try poor and I try abundance. I like abundance better than I like poor. Come on, somebody. And if we don't get an abundant mindset as this wealth transfer takes place in the body of Christ, wealth isn't coming to you. But if you know how to use it, it's going to come to you. Amen? The wealth of the wicked is laid up for the just. It's to establish the kingdom of God on the earth. Amen? Do you think that God would call us to build something in the earth and not give us the provisions to do it? Would God tell you, I want you to build this for my kingdom and not give you the provisions to do it? Absolutely not, y'all. As one kingdom is being dismantled. What kingdom is being dismantled? Thank you. The kingdom of darkness is being dismantled on the earth, even as I speak. And the kingdom of God is being established, it's being built in the earth. And to His kingdom, 
The kingdom of darkness will never overthrow it. Will it not? The enemy knows this by the Spirit that God's got a group of fearless warriors in the earth that know their God, that's walking with God by the, in the Word and by His Spirit, and they're going to establish God's kingdom on the earth, and there's no way He can stop it. Absolutely no way He can stop it. Can I tell you who's really running scared today? Satan and his demons are running scared. I'm just telling you. You might, you might as well accept it. Now hell, after this meeting, hell will have a board meeting. And your name is going to be on the agenda. And hell's going to say they were at that meeting. And they heard the word of the Lord. And here's what God told them. And if we don't come up with a strategy and come up with it quick to have a backlash against them, to try to, to try to talk them out of it, war them out of it, scare them out of it, fear them out of it, doubt them out of it, then they're going to believe what the Word of the Lord says and they're going to cause us greater damage. So when you feel the backlash, know you got something. Because the enemy only fights somebody who has something. If he's already got your goods, then he's not going to fight you. So I'm just giving you a heads up. That's what, that, that, that may happen. More than likely it will. And when it does, just understand. Don't give him your stuff. Don't give him your word. Come on now. Don't, don't, don't give it to him. So here's what he said. He said, I've been sent. Somebody say sent. He said, I've been, he said, I've been sent to heal the brokenhearted. That word sent means commissioned, sent out to fulfill a particular purpose. It's a mandate, an instruction in order to fulfill a purpose. Yes. That's what apostolos means. It just means a sent one. And if you're a sent one, God sends you up under a kingdom mandate with a sent word. That's why it would behoove us to hear what God is saying through the voice of the apostles and prophets because they've been divinely sent by God. Now listen, I know this woman of God called me. She gave me the invitation. But I didn't come because of her. God didn't send me because of her. He used her. But my commissioning came from Him. He just used, he came through her to get me here because I've been apostolically and prophetically commissioned, mandated to be here today. Oh yes, oh yes, oh yes. That's why I don't want to go anywhere unless I'm sent. Come on. And so Jesus said, I've got a mandate from my Father. I have been sent and anointed to announce the good news to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted. Brokenhearted is those who are, who are pressed down, whose hearts are pressed or bruised by the consciousness of sin that has left them overwhelmed by grief or disappointment. All of us have been brokenhearted. But can he heal a broken heart? Yes. Did Jesus take care of the sin factor? Yes. I said, did he, did he, when he laid his blood on the mercy seat, not another lamb was required to be sacrificed. Once and for all, 
our sin debt was taken care of. Because sin will leave you broken hearted. It will leave you. I'm telling you, it will leave you fragmented and broken. Spirit, soul, and body. But Jesus said, here's the good news. I've been commissioned, mandated by my Father to go heal people everywhere that they are broken. Everywhere they're sick, I've been called to heal them. Y'all know where I'm going with this, don't you? Because we're representatives of the kingdom. We're ambassadors of the kingdom of God. And what He did, we're to mimic. We're to do it. Amen? Is that not what He said? I've never in my 62 years of living seen so many broken people. And this demonic agenda that the enemy is perpetrating, especially upon our young people. I never thought in all of my years I would have to stand up and tell the church what a woman is and what a man is. What a boy is and what a girl is that I didn't think I'd ever have to set my kids down and tell them I refuse to let you be indoctrinated by this demonic agenda. You are not confused. You are a child of God. You are fearfully and wonderfully made after the image of God. But y'all, we have, they're, breaking, they're breaking our young people. They're breaking people at every level. But we've got the good news. We got the remedy. We got the medicine. Do we not? He's Jehovah Rapha. He is the Lord that healeth us at every level and everywhere. We are broken. So here's what Jesus is saying. You may be broke now, but you don't have to stay broken. You may have been victimized, but you don't have to be a victim your entire life. I could tell you some of the horrors I was raised up in an alcoholic home for years and suffered abuse at every level every kind of abuse that you can think of but I thought you know what that happened to me but that's not going to dictate who I am and what I'm, how I'm going to live the rest of my life because I got in the book I read the book listen if God could use somebody as broken as I was he can use anybody Come on, we were talking about this on the way down here. All this sex trafficking of our young people. Literally thousands of young people and adults alive being sex trafficked. And they're broken. And when they're rescued, come on somebody. We have to have enough God. We have to have enough Word. We have to have enough of the Holy Ghost. We have to have enough revelation of the healing and restoration power of Jesus that we can pour that in them. Am I telling you the truth? So he said, preach, announce, deliverance. Say deliverance. deliverance. Deliverance means release, pardon, complete forgiveness, something sent away, releasing someone from obligation or debt. We used to sing this Song years, and I think about 81, 82 when I first gave my heart to the Lord and uh, well, I rededicated my life to the Lord. I got born again when I was nine and strayed a little bit from 17 to 21 and rededicated my life to the Lord, got full of the Holy Ghost and I had to leave the church I was in. 
<laughs> because I had the Holy Ghost now. <laughs> and you can't speak in tongues here. <laughs> so, 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 so I had to exit. But one of the, one of the songs that they sang, and it still uh, reverberates in my mind, I can hear it. Uh, it, it said, it said uh, He paid a debt He did not owe. I owed a debt I could not pay. I needed someone to wash my sins away. And now I sing a brand new song. It's amazing grace. Hallelujah. Christ Jesus paid a debt that I could never pay. Can I get a witness in the house? He paid the debt that we could not pay. Amen. So Jesus said, I've been sent to deliver people, release people. Here's what I have found. God can forgive us. Sometimes we struggle in forgiving ourselves. That's a work of the enemy. Amen? So he said, and recovering of sight to the blind. Say recover. recover. Didn't, didn't God say something about that? This about, about recovering. Recovering. Recover means to return to a normal state of health, mind, or strength. God is all about recovery. Come on, y'all. I said He's all about recovery. He's so awesome about recovery that we'll not only recover what we lose or what we've lost, but He'll do exceeding, abundantly, above anything that we can ask or even think of, ask Job. Job got double for his trouble. He just didn't recover at all. He got double for what he lost. And I'm here to prophesy to everybody here this afternoon, whatever the devil has stolen from you, you will recover, but God will give you back more than the enemy ever took from you. And the enemy's going to be ashamed that he even touched your life. He's going to wish he had never touched your life when God gets through blessing you and giving back to you everything that the enemy has stolen. Anita and I started declaring this last week. It just came up in our spirit. We said we're just going to start declaring that everything that was stolen from us is going to get is, is God's going to give it back. And the next day it started. Within 24 hours it started. I said thank you God that's just the beginning. That's just the beginning. Come on. Some of y'all have lost a lot, but God's going to give you back a lot more than you lost. Grab that word by faith. Snatch it by faith. Tell somebody around you, I'm in my season of recovery. I'm in my season of recovery. I'm recovering my wealth. I'm recovering my health. I'm recovering my marriage. Come on, I'm recovering godly relationships. I'm recovering my promotion. I'm recovering my kids. I'm recovering everything that the enemy has stolen from. I'm recovering my peace, my joy, righteousness. Come on, I'm taking it all back. We're getting it all back. You don't want it? He won't give it. But some of us want it. Some of us believe it. And some of us are receiving. 
Jesus said there was great things I could not do. I gave them the word, but they didn't mix it. What they did, what did they not mix it with? They didn't mix it with faith. He said, I put the ingredient of my word in my spirit, but I had to have some faith. Come on, y'all, to whip that thing up and to cause that to come into manifestation. You can get your eggs. You can get your butter. You can get your flour. And you can get all the ingredients you want to make some biscuits and put it in a bowl. But nothing ain't going to happen. Until you take the water of the Word, pour it in, take your faith, and begin, come on, to mix that stuff up. And what God said will manifest. Hallelujah. I'm telling you. God said, oh, thank you, Holy Ghost. I just got this. This is a direct download. God said, you remind them that before they can enjoy the biscuits, they had to be put in the oven. See, some of y'all been feeling the heat and you have you don't understand why things have got a hot, baby. God is cooking something. God's cooking something up for you because you took his word. You got all the right ingredients and you're mixing your faith and you put it in. And you're saying, God, I did all that. Where is it at? It comes out of the oven today. I said it's coming out of the oven today. Anybody ready for it to come out of the oven today? Hallelujah. I don't want my I don't want six muffins. I don't want 12 muffins. I want my 24 muffin pan to double double. I want it to come out of the oven. <laughs> Somebody shot double-double. I'm still in my introduction. That's good, brother. Can I have some water? I think this is my water right here. I think that's it right there. Right here. Yeah. Thank you, babe. Anybody been feeling the heat lately? See, I've lived long enough and I've served God long enough now that I welcome the heat. Because I know, God, you're doing something. Hallelujah. Here's what he said. He said, deliverance. Preach deliverance to the captives. Y'all, in recovering of sight... To the blind. That means physically, mentally, or spiritually. And to set at liberty. Say liberty. Them that are bruised. That word liberty means freedom from restraint in body, will, or mind. Come on, y'all. Body, will, or mind. Where the Spirit of the Lord is... The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, Jesus said. And where the Spirit of the Lord is, y'all not saying it loud enough, where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is, I'm telling you prophetically and apostolically what God is telling you, and I'm removing right here, right now, all the restraints 
from your body, your will, and your mind. He's removing the restraints from your body, your will, and your mind. If He's calling us to go up higher today and to walk with Him in third level revelation, come on now, y'all. Third heaven revelation. If He's calling us to walk there with Him, then he's, He'll let us know that anything that the enemy would put on you to restrain that from happening, my spirit has already removed it. It's a done deal. I've removed the restraints off of your body, your will, your emotions. Isn't that awesome, y'all? Our mind, our body, our will. The restraints have been removed. We're going somewhere. I said, we're going somewhere. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Some of y'all are not going to know tonight, until tonight, what's happening in your life right here. I see it in the Holy Ghost. I'm not weird. I'm just seeing this in the Holy Ghost. Some of you are going to go lie down and all of a sudden by the Spirit you're going to be transported. You're going to be transported to third heaven revelation. And all of a sudden your eyes are going to see and your ears are going to hear. And you're going to begin to understand. You're going to say, that man wasn't crazy after all. And while you're lying there in the presence of God, God is going to release third heaven revelation to you that when you come out of that thing, you're going to walk out what you saw in the earth. Listen, if you see it, you've got to be it. And if he said it, you got to say it. One of the chapters in that book that I wrote years ago, here's what the Lord told me. He said, tell my people to say what they see. He said, you tell them if they say what they see, they'll see what they saw. Selah. Did y'all catch that? Death and life. Our words are creative. So when God shows you what He sees you walking out in the earth, when you get up in the morning, what are you going to start doing? You're going to start walking that thing out in the earth. And if, there's, if nothing's put into place that will make that possible, then start getting the plan of God and put it into place to walk that thing out. When you hear what God is telling you to say in the earth, when you get up in the morning, guess what's going to happen? You're going to open up your mouth and you're going to say, this is what I heard last night. Woo, I'm the head and not the tail. I'm above only and not beneath. I've been called to the nations. Come on. I, I have been called to open up my mouth and decree and declare healing and restoration and salvation to all that are lost and broken and hurting. It's going to happen, I'm telling you. It may not happen to all of us. But it's going to happen to some of us. So he said, recovering of sight to the blind. And he said, at liberty them that are what? Bruised. Bruised means an internal crushing one experiences when invisible trauma is perpetrated on them by verbal, emotional, or spiritual abuse. We ought to be, we ought to have such righteous indignation 
that they're abusing our young people the way they are. That they're abusing our children the way that they are. That the enemy is perpetrating his demonic agenda and traumatizing people. I'm just telling you. Bruising. That, that, that means we see the blood up under the skin, but the blood up under skin is indicative of an internal wound or an internal hurt. Y'all understand what I'm just saying? And Jesus said, I come to take care of that. I come to take care of that. Some of y'all, thank you, Holy Ghost. He said, some of y'all are dealing with trauma right now. But right now, God will take care of that bruising that the enemy did. God did not do that to you. When I first got in Pentecost, I heard crazy preaching like this. God made you sick to prove something to you. I heard crazy stuff like that. God allowed you to get cancer to show you something. Well, listen, you find an unbeliever and you go tell them. Now listen, this Jesus, I said, He may put cancer on you. Would you like to know Him? He may make you depressed and oppressed and cause you to go through divorce and, and cause you to be molested and have all kinds of trouble just to show you something. Would you like to know Him? He's not that kind of God. That's not the Jesus that we serve. That's not the kind of Father that so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish but should have everlasting life. But we can tell them if you've been molested, you've been traumatized, you've been abused, and there's deep hurts in your life, we know somebody that can heal you at that deep level. His name is Jesus. If you want to know who Jesus has called you to, to minister healing, what has He healed you of? Come on now, what has He brought you through? What are the wounds you carried for life? Where were you bruised? What kind of internal conflict went on in your life that the enemy inflicted on you? Those are the ones to whom Jesus has called you to. But make sure that you're really getting healed. I had to repent. I just did. I just had to repent. Cross up when we started, we've been married for 40 years, and within the first year, God revealed to me I was called to preach, and so I went and told my pastor, and they just threw you out there. No training, no equipping. That's why we have such a passion to train and equip people now. Just threw us out there. And I'm telling you, I was, I was messed up from the floor up, y'all. And don't act like you haven't either. Don't sit there real sanctimonious like you've always had it together because we don't believe you. And here's what the Lord taught me. You can't really minister healing until you're healed. Because hurt people, broke people, come on y'all, I got wounded people, so just make sure that you're good and healed before you go try and really try to bring healing to somebody else. I'm just saying that I didn't have it all together, but I do know this, that when I did have it enough together to where I could be more effective, then in my giving out, it came back to me. Come on, y'all. As the healing flowed, what left in me, he came back to me. You hear what God is saying? That's what it's all about, y'all. 
And then he said in verse 19 again, to preach, to announce. Started with it and ended with it in verse 19. And I love this because Jesus wasn't telling street people this. Where was he at? He was in the he was telling religious people. Because he knew in the temple everything he just named they were dealing with. And he wanted them to know as the church goes, so goes the culture. You know the reason that our culture is so cancerous? Come on, y'all. Let's just bring it home. Let's just bring it back to where as the church goes, so goes the United States of America. We can blame Democrats. We can blame Republicans. We can blame senators. We can blame congressmen. And to a great degree, I'm telling you, they're demonically influenced. But all roads lead back to Rome. Come on, all roads lead back to the church. Come on, y'all. There's enough Christians in the United States of America that we could dictate how our culture lives. Thank you for that one hand clap. But you know what? It makes us feel better to say, God, them, them Democrats, them Republicans, that Donald Trump, ugh, that Joe Biden. I mean, y'all, all of that is just a deference. All they are is a representation. <laughs> I'm leaving in a few minutes. <laughs> All they are is a, is a representation of what's in the pews. And if the enemy has done something illegal, if he has stolen anything, <laughs> I'm telling y'all, Congress ain't going to put it back. Senators ain't going to put it back. But we who have an ear, we have heard God said, I'm going to put it back. Everything the enemy saw, I'm going to put it back. But guess he's, who he's going to use to put it back? Come on, he's going to use the body of Christ. Now that's a good word. Tell your neighbor it's just a matter of faith. In other words, it's just a matter of hearing what God has to say and believe in God. Does anybody believe that God's church in the United States of America is going to be a model to the rest of the world of what it looks like to be really saved, sanctified. Yeah, there's still a doctrine called sanctification. It means separation. We're in the world, but we're not of the world. Come out from among them and be ye separate, saith the Lord of hosts, and touch not the unclean things. Come on, that's what he said. I'll be a father to you. You'll be my sons. And my... How many of you believe that God's going to have a church, that he's got a church in the United States that's full of the Holy Ghost? We're not going to show up. We're already here. I said we are already here and a force to be reckoned with. And here's what I love. Here's what Jesus said. And to preach the acceptable what? Now the Amplified says to proclaim the accepted and acceptable year 
of the Lord the day when salvation and the free favors of God profusely abound. Prophesy over yourself and say, I'm carrying the favor of God. Now listen, when he said the acceptable year of the Lord, Jesus was making reference to a jubilee year in the Hebrew tradition. The book of Leviticus prescribes a special year, a jubilee year every 50 years in which death would be remitted, lands be restored to their original owners, and the liberation of all slaves. But here's the good news of the gospel. Every day is jubilee. Y'all didn't hear me. We don't have to wait 50 years now to have jubilee. But Jesus became our jubilee. Amen? God, I feel this in the Holy Ghost. Can y'all give me just a few more minutes? See, I took my watch off. I just took my watch off. Lift your hands and we just begin to praise the Lord. If you're sick in your body, stand right now. If you're sick in your body, stand right now. Hallelujah. Here's what Jesus said. Jesus said, I've given you power. Say, I have power. power. He says, you shall lay hands on the sick. Now y'all don't read anywhere where he said, it's just to the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, and the teachers. He said that to the believers. He said that to the household of faith. I give you power. I give you authority to lay hands on the sick. And I'll see if they can recover. He said, and they shall Now listen, you that are sitting around, and I don't mean mean to be mean, because that's not my heart at all, but if you don't have faith for somebody's healing, don't you lay your hands on them. When Jairus' daughter was sick, Jesus made it to her house. After she had died, he put everybody out. He put faith out. Oh, he put doubt out. He put unbelief out. The only ones he took it out with is Peter, James, and John, and mom and dad. The rest of you jokers go outside. No, no, he didn't say that to condemn them. It's just that your faith level is not the place it needs to be for me to heal this girl. But theirs are. So if you've got faith enough to believe, Somebody standing around you that God's going to heal them right now. I want you to stand up and I want you to go to them. And I want you to get ready. We're going to get ready to lay hands on them, okay? And what? They shall. They shall. Okay, do it right now. Just go to somebody right now. Woo! Father, from the crown of her head 
to the soles of her feet. Healing is the children's bread. It's part of our covenant right as a believer that you are healing her right now. You're manifesting your healing in her body. And she is healed, God. She receives it. She takes it in Jesus' name. She takes it in Jesus' name. If you weren't able to do something before they prayed, do it afterwards. Come on, if you just, just move a body part, do something. Just, just, just as an act of faith. Yes, God. Woman of God, it's all about where God's calling you to stand now. Where He's calling you to stand now. God said, right now as you take your stand for healing, God said, you watch me heal you. Not only will you be able to stand and walk physically, but you'll be able to stand and walk spiritually where I'm calling you to walk in this season. Hallelujah. And as you walk, you will trample on the head of the enemy. You will trample on the head of your adversary. It will be a reminder to him that he's not over your head, but that he is under your feet. He's under defeat. Thank you, God. Thank you, God, in Jesus' name. Jesus, did you stand one? Has anybody prayed with you? Did y'all pray? Okay. Okay. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Y'all just join hands. Pastor, y'all join hands. Y'all join. Strengthened as the days of your youth for the race that's in front of you. This is to both of y'all. Gossip patterns that the enemy has even used to hinder your forward movement today, right now. Your faith has broken those patterns. Those things are broken. Those patterns are broken from off of y'all. And God said you will run the race. Mm-hmm. For your season of acceleration has come. Your season of increase has come. God said not just increase in the spirit only, but even in the natural, there's things that God is going to accelerate and increase and cause them to come into your hands. It's going to be like things just fall out of the, they just fell out of the sky into your lap. But y'all going to know by faith, they just didn't fall out of, out of the sky into your lap. But your obedience, your obedience to go where God says go, your obedience to do what God says do, has caused heaven to release to you. I see this. They're tangible. They're tangible blessings. You'll be able to see, touch, feel, and receive because they are needed. They are needed for the plan and the purpose that God is walking out now for you. Yes, Lord. So, Father, we thank you for it right now in Jesus' name. Get ready for doors to open. Get ready for not just God said. God said, there's going to be doors that y'all want to open that God said they will not open because they're not His doors. And it may not be that they're not His doors because it's, be, it's not His doors right now. God said, the doors that are open, you'll know by the Spirit, he'll, you'll be a sent yes. one. 
You'll be a sent one. You'll be apostolically and prophetically sent by God. And you'll know where, you'll know when, you'll know what is the Word of the Lord and the will of the Spirit. So we thank you for God right now in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Thank you. Hallelujah. Come on, let's just praise God for healing. Let's just praise God for healing. Where is... What's her name? That, oh, yes. If, Lorraine, where you at? Oh, where she is she praying for somebody? Lorraine. Okay, whenever you get through. Sote le mando rabakaha no torre sheliatanda rete moko koko reshele amando nanda rabakata. You can go ahead and sit down. You can go ahead and sit down. Oh, the anointing of God is strong. Here's what I'm seeing in the Holy Ghost. Here's what I'm seeing in the Holy Ghost, woman of God. God has got you wrapped up. It's almost like, like in, when the Bible said that Jesus was wrapped up in swaddling clothes. I just see God's got a, it's like a blanket. And it's the glory of the Lord because it's white and it's bright. And God is wrapping you up in His glory. I see you just totally wrapped up, immersed, submerged, wrapped up in the glory of God. That you're going to begin from this day forth to feel the closeness of the presence of God. For your heart has cried out for a deeper, more intimate relationship with God. And the Lord said, daughter, I heard your prayers. And I've come this day to remind you that I've got you wrapped up. I've got you wrapped up. He's like a blanket. Wrapped up in His glory. Wrapped up in His glory. And He says, continue to stand on that that I've told you today. Continue to mix your faith with what I've said. And not any good thing will He withhold from you. He said to tell you, you are worthy. You are worthy of everything that He died to give you. It is yours. He made you worthy. Devil, you are alive. This is God's property. Every lying spirit that's come against her mind, every lie you've perpetrated in her mind to tell her she's not worthy of it, that she's doing something, she is hindering God from doing what He wants to do, those are a lie from the enemy. God, right now, every good thing you have is hers she receives it and God said I'll hold you and wrap you up and hold you and I poured you under my bosom today and God said I'll you'll be so close to me that you'll hear me whisper he said you'll just hear me whisper and I'll whisper and I'll tell you every day I love you you're worthy receive all the gifts that I have for you Here's what I'm seeing that the glory that God's got you wrapped up in, woman of God, is a protection against the enemy. Because <laughs> the enemy can't touch God's glory. The enemy can't touch God's glory. And when the enemy tries to put these lies in your head, you just remind him, you can't touch this. You can't touch this. Just remind him that you're enveloped, you're immersed, you're baptized in the glory and that He can't touch this. I'm telling you, today is a brand new day for you. Today is a brand new day for you. Woo! 
Shela Bakura Batanda Yamayasi. The tears that were bitter before that you cried will now be tears of joy. Will now be tears of joy. Father, we thank you for it right now in Jesus' name. Can I pray for you real quick? And then I'll turn it over to you. Y'all stretch forth your right hand toward. Oh, come here, lay hands. Join hands with the brother. I remember Dave. <laughs> I just heard this real loud and clear. And David, this is for both of y'all because y'all won. I heard the Lord say, He get ready. He's going to give you some new strategies. There are strategies that heaven wants to reveal to y'all to give you new strategies. They're strategic. They're plans that, that once you get them, you have to implement. I don't know what, and I'm just, and you judge this after the Spirit. Y'all just judge this after the Spirit. But, but this aglow, this assignment, it's getting ready to take on a, a different look and a different sound. Because from day, from, I, this is the reason I had to come. Now I understand now why I had to come for this. Because I had to apostolically and prophetically commission it and set it into motion. But because, but, but because as of today, the direction and the strategy of what God's going to do with this is it will begin to evolve into something that looks different and sounds different. But don't let people talk you out of not going with God. Don't let them come and tell you, what are you doing, Lorraine? We've always done it this way. You tell them, well, that was good for then. That's not good for now. This is what God's doing. And this is, the, this is the strategy and this is the plan that God gave me. And those that are tuned in will understand that by the Spirit. And they'll come alongside of y'all. And they'll add their yes and their amen. But He said to everyone that comes alongside of y'all that adds their yes and amen, you're going to pick up momentum. It's going to pick up momentum. And the more they come, it's going to go quicker and quicker. Acceleration, acceleration, and acceleration. God said many are here. He said, but many are coming. Many are coming. Many are coming. <laughs> you know why they're going to come? Because they're going to hear. When they hear, they're going to come. Some will come just to see what's happening. And when they come, they're going to step over the threshold into the glory. Hallelujah. And they're going to say, well, I come to see one thing. And they're going to step into a whole other dimension when it comes to the glory of God. I'm just telling you, Dave, you all are pioneers. I just heard that word. He said, y'all are pioneering this new move. Y'all are pioneering this new move of what God's doing with this aglow movement. I believe it's going to be a prototype of what's going to spill over into other chapters or whatever y'all call it. I believe it's just, I believe it's just going to be... My house Lighthouses. I believe they're just gonna. I hear. I hear those. It's just gonna spill over. Woo! But y'all gonna be like a prototype, and and it's not that people's gonna. It's not that people's gonna copy you. But what it's gonna. It's gonna so inspire them that they're gonna find God's uh, God's strategies and plans and move in that direction. Here's what God's going. God said, I'm gonna show them through y'all. This is what I want to do now. If you'll just follow me and be obedient. He said, y'all been faithful. He said you've been faithful and obedient. And there's some things coming to y'all that y'all hadn't even asked for. But God's going to give it to you because you've been faithful. Because <laughs> you've been faithful. Woo. 
In Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Y'all, come on. I have to do this real quick. There's people here that you need a miracle in your family. I just heard the Lord say, I'm going to do, a, I'm going to do family miracles right now. Who needs a miracle in their family? Y'all know what I'm going to tell you. If you're standing beside us, somebody's got their hand raised and you don't have a faith enough to believe for that miracle, don't join their hands. But if you do, take them by the hand. Because God's doing miracles in families right now. Find somebody who's got their hands raised and get a hold of them. Come in agreement. Lord, you said, if any two agree as touching any one thing, that whatever we ask, Father, in the name of your Son, Jesus, you've done it. I thank you for miracles. Prodigals are coming home. Sons and daughters are coming home. Addictions are being broken. Demonic assignments against their kids are being broken. Demonic assignments against marriages are being broken. Strained relationships are being healed. The hearts of the children are being turned back to the Father and the hearts of the fathers are being turned back to the children. I'm talking about moms and dads. No more estrangement. No more estrangement in these families. But they're united. They're united and they're stronger now than they've ever been. So I thank you for it, God. I thank you for it, God, right now in Jesus' name. I'm telling you, I'm seeing this in the Holy Ghost. I'm seeing this. Not what we need to do right now. Because faith calls those things that are not. As though they already are. Because in the Spirit they are. Now, begin to celebrate. Begin to celebrate what God just did. Thank Him. Celebrate. We celebrate God. Reconciliation. We celebrate recovery, God. We celebrate God. Reunification. We celebrate God. That the spirit of divorce has been, has been broken. The spirit of separation has been broken. Children and parents are reunited. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Sila bakura bakataya. How many of you are, and don't be ashamed of this, how many of y'all will, if, if you've got debt, but you want to be debt free, and you believe that God can cancel that debt, give you instructions on how to... When we set our mind to be debt free, and y'all, we were in debt, we had about 15 credit cards and used every one of them. Because that was the great American way. But we declared war on debt. Because I said, God, I want to sow more into your kingdom. And I can't give more into your kingdom if I've got to pay all this debt. We never quit tithing. No, 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 devil. I can take the tithe. I never quit tithing. And I never quit sowing. But I got tired of a $10 seed. I got tired of a $50 seed. I'm just telling you, God, years ago, He had us so 8,000, 5,000, 6,000. Then when the debt got so high, it was cut off. And I thought, devil, you a lie. 
So we said, here's what we're going to do. I'm just saying, here's what we did, y'all. And I know y'all think, I don't want your money. I'm just trying to give you a kingdom principle. You can sow your way out. We sowed our way out of debt to where we don't have no debt. And now we're believing God for a debt-free house. It's mine. Say, oh, you one of them? I am. I am. We had two vehicles. They owed, but they paid for. They clean, they run, they're paid for. People say, won't you go get your new car? I don't want another car payment. The very first thing that helped us out of debt, we took $700 a month that we was making car payments, got it paid off. It helped us tremendously. But I just feel the anointing to get people, that God's going to get people out of debt and get you out of debt quick. And he's going to give you a strategy on how to do it. Money's coming to y'all. I see it. There, 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 is, there is a tributary of finances that's coming to y'all that's going to catch y'all off guard. It's going to be surprised when it starts flowing into y'all's life. But receive it. For the kingdom. That's right. Now listen. If you will purpose to put God first, people second, and you third, you'll be shocked how quick God does it. You'll be shocked how quick God does it. I don't want anybody praying for me. I'm just telling you. They don't believe this. Lift your hands. Matter of fact, okay... I, I, we don't want to embarrass anybody. Y'all just lay your hands on somebody. And we just, we'll just make a blanket prayer, okay? One, how many kids you have? You got two kids. The Lord said, I'm going to give you specific words on what to speak into your kid's life. He said, they're prophetic words. They're tied to God's plan for their life. He said, when I give it to you, speak it to them. Tell your husband, speak it to him. God said, when you speak it, it's going to get in them. It's going to get in their spirit. And God said, He'll plant that seed in them and what you speak into them, they will become. They will become. But they're strategic words. They're kingdom words. They're, they're tied to the plan and the purpose of God for your kids. You speak it. And no matter, as they get older, no matter what it looks like, the seed's in them. The word's in them. And that's what's going to happen. Okay? Because the day's going to come, by, the day's gonna come that, that the enemy's going to try and God's going to remind you, remember the seed. Remember the Word. Okay? So Father, I thank You right now that Anita and I come. We, agree, we, we, we just join our faith with the faith of Your sons and daughters and we say, Debt, You are gone in the name of Jesus. Everybody that's struggling financially, God, their, their struggle is over. We declare war on debt right now in the name of Jesus. You will give your sons and daughters strategies on how to become debt free. God, and you will add your yes and amen to their obedience. And it's going to happen a lot quicker than what they think. God, we decree debt free cars, debt free houses, debt free buildings, whatever is needed for them to do their kingdom assignment. Father God, we decree debt free debt free in the midst of this inflation your people are going to flourish I say economically financially they're going to flourish we're tied to your kingdom we're tied to the economy of heaven and I thank you right now God it is done it is done it is, when y'all go home 
Y'all need to get out your car payments and say you're gone in Jesus' name. Paid in full. Get your bills out and begin to prophesy and tell them I am debt free. Just do it and watch what God begins to do through your obedience. Tell your neighbor it's just a matter of faith.